Welcome to the Soul's Way podcast. This is your host, Emily Ann Brandt. I am a proud First Nations Mohawk author, speaker, and mentor here to meet you at the intersection of personal development and decolonization. I truly believe that when we see ourselves and one another, mind, body, emotion, and most of all, soul and spirit, we can break through systematic, ancestral, and generational ways of being that we came here to disrupt and rise above. We can lean into the ways that heal our spirits. I know we can do this through honest conversations, radical responsibility, and healing together in community. Through my stories and the incredible conversations with some truly amazing guests, my hope is that you leave each episode with a more open heart and that you feel emboldened in your medicine and your voice, knowing your ripple effect matters. Our ripple effect matters. Thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Okay, my friends, welcome to the Soul's Way podcast. I have been just dying to have this conversation with you. Let's talk about cults, baby. (laughs) I know it's a weird thing to be excited about, but I know you're also excited, so don't even lie. Cults are just so fascinating. They're also terrifying. And there's also a lot of them in the world of coaching and personal development. And I want to talk about why that is and how to look for signs of them um, or spaces that are going in that direction or or having cult-like tendencies. So let's get into it. And then in another episode, I want to talk about like how to not be a cult leader, how to make sure you are being persuasive, like a persuasive in a healthy way salesperson and influential versus manipulative. So that's going to be a whole other episode. This one's more like as a, a consumer, what are some signs of cult behavior? Because I think, so in this whole conversation is coming up because I don't know if you also binged the twin, Escaping Twin Flames on Netflix. If you haven't yet, go watch it. It is absolutely wild. Um, you're going to get so mad and so disgusted at the things that happen. Um, and I would say trigger warning too, like if you've been involved in anything like that, and also for um, the trans and LGBTQIA community specifically, like there's just a lot of really messed up, um, like dictating people's genders and cis heteronormativity repackaged. It's very messed up. Um, so I'll just say that about it and an abuse and there's there's a lot to be mindful if you have a lot of trauma before you watch escaping twin flames um it is so wild so that everyone's talking about that and then also as i was kind of talking about this people were messaging me on instagram and they're like did you watch the one about teal swan and i had not watched the one about teal swan and i did not even know the name of teal swan although now that i saw i did so i ended up looking up on youtube first and went down a youtube rabbit hole and then i ended up um looking on her instagram she still has over a million followers and i realized oh my gosh i have seen this lady before one of my friends used to send videos of hers and she like gives people therapy on stage except she's not a licensed therapist and what she does is really really dangerous and even the fact that it all happens on a stage is like just so showmanistic and weird and messed up but anyways 
so I've been down that rabbit hole, the teal swan thing, and then the twin flames thing, and now I just want to talk about cults. And in this episode, I want to talk about some common signs of cult behavior in coaches and leaders. And so first, let's talk, oh, another good one, sorry. If you're like me and you like are just so fascinated by this, um, another one on Netflix is about one taste. Um, I think it's called Orgasm Inc., the story of one taste. So that's a whole trip. Look up that one. Um, But literally, you guys, this is why people hate our industry. Like this stuff is the ickiest of the ick. It is disgusting. It is such abuse um, and people preying on people who are just trying to improve their lives or find connection. So that leads me to first discuss why is personal development such a common target for cult leaders or why is um, why are cults so often either religious groups or um, coaching and personal development spaces or self-help spaces? This is because people look to personal development and self-help or religious groups when they are seeking what? Belonging, answers, right? Transformation, more money, connection, love. So this can put people in a vulnerable position, but I hate using that word because people use that word to describe the self-help industry. Like for example, if you see Tony Robbins, if you ever see his ad his ads on Facebook, you'll see people commenting and being like, how dare you? You're just preying on vulnerable, vulnerable people and this whole industry is so disgusting. It just preys on vulnerable people. And I disagree because I don't think that self-help is for vulnerable people. I think self-help is for anyone who loves growth and improvement and wants to live their most optimal, fulfilling um wonderful life so it's not like this whole industry is just built for people who's you know who are quote-unquote vulnerable so I just wanted to say that but that the fact that people are seeking answers a lot of times and they are like usually they're at a point in their life where they're so ready for a change it makes them a lot more it makes us a lot more um, susceptible to these to these type of manipulate manipulative um tactics which don't usually start out in the extreme ways that we see the cults turn into right that we see it play out Um, and I am speaking to this from experience from someone who's first of all also from someone who has studied um, the subconscious mind and um, knows like way like <laughs> tactics that are used for bad for bad that I would never use for evil um like but tactics of how you actually brainwash someone is something that we I learned about in my NLP training not to say like here's the tactics go use them for evil but um to be aware of them and what they are and what is manipulation versus persuasion right so from that lens and also someone who's experienced joining a spiritual space um with a mentor that ended up sort of what I'm going to share with you, like it starts not so extreme. The um, the core kind of principles and values are not shared up front. And then it just gets more and more extreme as time goes on. And luckily it got out before it got too, too far, but I was already pretty, um, pretty far in. So I had to recover psychologically, spiritually, financially, um, 
in, in so many ways uh, from this experience. So looking now, um, and I'm thankful that back then I had, I knew some of the red flags, right? Now I want to spell them all out clearly to make sure that this doesn't happen to anybody else and that you know what are these cult-like behaviors to look for in your potential leaders and colleagues, okay? So, so you can avoid the awful experience I had and many other people had. And I also just want to say by sharing a little bit of my experience that I want to unshame um, this, like, I feel like when we watch these documentaries and we see about these extreme cults, it's so easy from the outside looking in to be like, wow, how could those people not see all these red flags? Like how, why the heck would they stay? Why are they there in the first place? This is ridiculous. This, like, that's so stupid. But when you're in it and these things happen gradually and in certain settings that purposely dysregulate your nervous system and purposely make you um, experience the most discomfort and vulnerability and they get you into these positions where you're not even thinking straight and you don't have access to your own, um, your, your own intuition is so hard to find anymore. Like it's, you have no idea unless you're actually in it. So, um, please withhold your judgment for the people who, um, I know mostly it's probably just compassion, but in case there's judgment too, I just wanted to shine a light on that. So here are some common culty behaviors that you want to be looking out for in leaders. Number one, narcissism. So an extremely, extremely high level of confidence slash cockiness and narcissism, making everything about them or putting themselves above everyone else, claiming to have gifts or special abilities or being superhuman, especially in like the spiritual spaces, claiming they can see things that you can't, they know things that you don't about your own life. But even before that, just like just personalities that are super into self-image, which we see with some of the more well-known coaches in this industry who make their their services and their offerings and their communities, a lot of it is built around, honestly, their ego and their image um, and an extru- like unusually high level of self-confidence about themselves, right? where it goes into narcissism territory. So that's a a big red flag. The second thing is that they are extremely um, quirky or charismatic usually. Um, And often they'll make like offhanded, really weird, inappropriate comments or just say really odd things. And that is actually a tactic to throw throw people's nervous systems off balance. and to kind of instill fear in people because it's like they're a loose cannon. You don't really know what they're going to say next. And they just blurt out very odd comments. And usually the extreme cult leaders are extremely charismatic and weird. Um, and it's kind of part of their how they make people laugh, how they woo and charm people. Um, and it can be in a funny way, but it also can be like inappropriate and uncomfortable. Um, number three, they use your desires against you. So they'll constantly say, well, if you like, if we look at the twin flames documentary, so that group is, is all, it's called twin flames universe. And it's all about finding your twin flame, um, 
which obviously operates under the assumption that every person on this planet has a quote-unquote twin flame, which is supposed to be like your, I don't know, your energetic equal in another person, um, and your truest soulmate, like most passionate love, but also can be very like lots of conflict, lots of drama. You're here to teach each other these big spiritual lessons. I don't know whether or not... um, I believe in twin flames personally, but that's not the point. That's not the point. The point is the people who founded this company are constantly holding the fact that the people coming to them are searching for their love, their truest love, their twin flame. They're constantly holding that over their clients. So they're like, well, you want to find your truest love? You better do what I say. Well, I found this and you didn't, so you better do what I say. Or in the co- in the case of many business coaches or money coaches, it's like, well, I'm the one having the six-figure months, so I know what I'm doing and this is how it is. And you don't, right? Or like I said in my last episode, um, how my coach was telling me to be like, well, I know what I'm doing. I created the 5K months and you haven't, so it's going to be my way or the highway, basically. And that, like, it would be extreme to call me a cult for doing that or call that leader a cult. But that is the type of behavior, like holding people's desires over them as a means to control them or to silence them into listening to you, right? Rather than, as I talked about in the last episode, always encouraging people to go back within themselves and ask what's right for them, check in with their intuition, right? So that's the third one, using their Uh, your desires against you. Number four, um, I kind of already covered this, but like claiming to have insights or gifts or things that you need from them that you don't somehow don't have. So a lot of times in spiritual spaces, it's like, like in the instance of the twin flames, um, cult (laughs) twin flames universe, Jeff, the founder is always like, uh, telling people that he and his partner got a download. I'm forgetting her name right now, but they got a download and they know who your twin flame is and they are going to tell you who your match is. Even though they completely made it up, your twin flame is another person who's within the community so that you don't have to go outside of this community because it's literally a cult. Um, But they claim that they know better than you. Or I think more commonly what we might see, which is why... This episode's so important and knowing these signs are so important because it can translate in ways that seem less extreme but are just as harmful. Um, so in spiritual spaces, this can look like a mentor or a person who claims to claims to be or who is very spiritually connected, very intuitive, saying to you, I got a download for you or I got a download about you or had this vision for you. Um, And sometimes people do get visions for you and it's very helpful and very beautiful. And sometimes um, they are using that or making that up to try to control you, right? So this happened a lot with the, um, the spiritual group that I was involved in. The leader would constantly say that she got a download and you're meant to be one of her coaches and come and work with her or you're meant to take this other healing program and you're meant to stop what you're doing now or you're meant to do this or that and would claim that you're not getting these downloads yet because you're not there yet and you're too in your head and therefore only I'm a clear enough channel and I'll just tell you for now because I'm getting downloads for you. 
and makes it seem like they are helping you by passing along this spiritual message or this knowledge that they claim to have that you don't have. So if anyone's ever acting like they can access something special, they are superhuman and you're not, they have more intuitive insight about your own life, run the other way. Run the other way. It is the biggest, one of the biggest red flags. And it got me into a lot of trouble with that particular person, right? With that situation. Okay, another one, these are, this is one of the more well-known classic cult moves, but encouraging you, and again, it can show up in subtle ways. It can show up in subtle ways, and this happened to me um, in a smaller, more subtle way. Encouraging you to cut off friends or family who quote-unquote don't get it, don't get it, or are quote-unquote bringing your vibration down, right? So and we saw that in the Twin Flames documentary there you know people are writing letters to their family saying i'm completely different now or people going to retreats um if you watch any of the teal swan stuff um you see the people out there like so caught up in it they're at the retreat they're in it they're like all doing this insane insanely deep trauma work that none of them are licensed to do or trained to do should have any business doing it's so dangerous um, like the participants are walking people through um, memory, what do they call it? Like supposedly reliving painful memories, um, some of which are getting implanted and didn't actually happen, which is even more dangerous. Um, and, and then the people there are like taking the role of facilitator role and, and sitting with people through massive traumas, which is so dangerous. But anyway, you, I, so in that... This is the Into the Deep End, I think it's called, or something Survive the Deep End. Something about the Deep End, about Teal Swan. That was on Apple Plus, I believe, where I watched it. Um, it's a it's a docu-series. And at one of Teal Swan's retreats, you see the one person on their phone being like, leaving a message to their family, being like, hey, just so you know, when I return, like, I'm going to be a totally different person. Everything's changed for me. And I'm doing this now, and this is how it is. And then with Teal's inner circle, she literally, um, she literally makes them sign a contract saying that they won't bring anyone outside. Any partners that they bring in have to be like totally on board with the mission, um, and have to be vetted by Teal basically, and basically agree agreed to be in this cult, um, which is truly what it is. But we see it more subtly in. Um, in the things like, um, for example, the group that I was in, we were told, so the point of it was, this is like, it's so embarrassing. The point of it was to, um, to spiritually ascend, to learn how to attract more abundance, more goodness, higher vibrations, all the things by increasing our frequency and, operating in 5d in the fifth dimension instead of the third dimension and transcending kind of like the human pain and problems um that we really can't transcend so long as we are humans um but anyways whilst in this container um i don't think this was said to like the entire group but in one-on-one sessions in one of my one-on-one sessions i was told that the mentor tuned into the vibration of the mastermind I was in at the time, which was at the time, which was just a free 
like a few of us who met in another program that we took just deciding to get together and create our own um, like free mastermind so meaning like we didn't hire anyone we just got together and it was great great company great friendship we would talk about spiritual things business um, all the things and most of the people in the group were not doing this 5d stuff so the mentor apparently tuned in with her psychic abilities to the energy of the group and told me that it was not a good group to be in that they were trying to feed off my energy and that they would bring me bring my vibration down and that they're they're very much feeding off of my light and my energy and that I should not be part of this these calls or this group chat for the time being until I can get strong enough in my higher vibration which sounds so ridiculous like saying it back saying it right now it's so embarrassing but I'm telling you when you're in it and you're deeply in it it's like you kind of have no choice but to believe the person who's mentoring you because they took away one by one they took away your other resources and your other kind of access to things um they also encouraged she also encouraged me to stop reading um a books in general like a bunch of books it was like nope nope that's you being in your mind in your 3d you got to get out of your mind get out of your mind get out of your mind the whole point was to like tap into more um to be able to get downloads to tap more into your spiritual power but that never ended up happening and I was there for six months with this person and all that ever happened was her getting downloads for me apparently and me not apparently being there yet um so interesting how it had the completely opposite effect of what it was supposed to do which is connect you more with your spiritual power and intuition and all it did was tear me farther and farther away from that and I had to like this was my this was my Saturn return (laughs) y'all this was like a dark night of the soul um this is something I can sort of speak about jokingly sort of now and lightly but truly like this was a dark dark time this ended up getting me to a place and I've talked to about it in previous episodes too um I think if you scroll back I'm pretty sure I did an episode just on this but like it took me to very dark places and um really hopeless feelings uh since I also ended up in really financially vulnerable positions being told that this person was getting downloads that I have to let go of all my other programs and sources of incomes and then of course one of her solutions and downloads was that I should work for her and sell her programs. And um, yeah, not too long after that, I ended up leaving and um, demanding a refund for the all the sessions that I never got because she got apparent downloads that they were supposed to be canceled or rescheduled or moved around or whatever. We were always getting jerked around. There was never any like the program actually going anywhere or actually coming to a completion, which is what we see with the Twin Flame stuff and a lot of these other coaching cult documentaries. They just keep telling people like, well, now you have to heal this, and now you need to go take this, and now you need to take this facilitator training, and now you need to do this. And they keep people stuck in this spiral. By the way, I know you're so curious as you're listening who this person was or what this company was, and that's something I'm not prepared or ready to share. Um, if you DM me, I don't mind. Um, I don't mind sharing, especially if you're concerned that you might be involved with this person, or you might know this person, or you might have joined, like you know, went to this person back when I was talking about them and sharing their work, which is something I've tried to um, delete all traces of, only because 
it is so dangerous sending people to this person. I want nothing to do with them. I do not want my name associated with them. I do not want anyone else finding their work and and going there, um, going into that world because it's so just harmful and dangerous. So um, I try to delete like podcasts or any posts that I might have had that were affiliated with this. So, um, but yeah, if you're concerned that you might know who it is or um, if you really want to know, like we can privately talk about that, but I'm also fearful of, I'm not going to share it publicly because this person has already kind of threatened, like not threatened, but definitely hinted that they have lawyers and they would take legal action if I didn't take my affiliate page off my website, which I did a long time ago and just didn't, um, I forgot that the page was still live, so you could technically still search for it, but it wasn't linked anywhere on my website. Trust me, that's long gone. Trust me, I want nothing to do with them. Um, But there is this, even though I don't think this person has any money, I think that they lie completely about how much money they have. They want people to believe that they are super wealthy um, when they actually can't even afford to... um, give people their affiliate payments or their refunds. I think they're completely in debt, but um, I don't have the bandwidth to deal with any type of lawsuit or legal drama for, I don't know if they're, if they could say that I'm creating slander or whatever. So I'm just not, I'm not going to go there. I don't have the bandwidth, but um, this just know is so much more common than we think. Right. It's so wild the amount of people who have DM'd me too, like when I've talked about this before, that they've had similar experiences or um, that they, you know, the more I talk about like speaking up about anti-racism and inclusion in groups, the amount of people who have said that they've been ostracized from spiritual groups for mentioning um, like hurtful comments that were racist or Um, things that are not inclusive or don't have an anti-oppressive lens, they've been completely ostracized and the group's been told to like, oh, that person's being low vibe, they're being victim, like don't talk to them anymore. And that's very culty too. So this stuff is so, so common, which again is why this conversation is so important. So that's one of the other things. They encourage you to cut off family or friends who don't get it. Um, And and of course, this can start in more mild ways, like that mentor telling me to not join those mastermind calls. Um, they never told me not to talk to my family, but I feel like if I would have stayed in, like, I don't know what's happening with the group now. I fear that it's probably gotten more and more extreme because that's the pattern that we see with the cults, right? So who knows, like, how much more extreme things are they asking of people or is she asking of people? And like we saw with Twin Flames, people literally are writing letters to their family being like, don't contact me anymore. And being told, and we see this with Teal Swan too, people are being fed the narrative that their their birth families, their, their blood families are actually not their real soul family or tribe, soul tribe. Um, and don't even get me started on all the appropriation within the world of Teal Swan. Oh my goodness. The Teal tribe, all of the like... <laughs> the sacred indigenous medicines that she's using and all the different, yeah, plant medicines and practices that she's appropriating, like the drumming. I was just like, oh my goodness, forget about the cult. Like I could do a whole thing on the cultural appropriation happening here. Anyways, we saw people 
um, being encouraged to cut off their family and friends and that their family is the enemy. Their family is um, evil and harmful. Okay, so there's there's variations and spectrums with all of these things, but in any form, in any amount, we want to be like really seeing them as red flags and paying attention, right? The next one, oh yeah, so keep they keep selling you stuff or keeping you from results that you were promised, but then blaming you and your blocks or not being ready or not being healed enough when you're not getting results. So in the Twin Flames documentary, you'll see, hopefully you go back and watch it if you haven't watched it yet, or hopefully you've already watched it. Um, you're really going to want to now, aren't you, if you haven't yet? Um, you'll see, like, they keep saying, do the mirror exercise, you know, it, and which is like the ultimate gaslighter, the way that they use it. Because they say, if you're calling someone controlling or um, so-and-so is, let's say so-and-so keeps calling me ugly, they will tell you to go in the mirror and be like, I am calling myself ugly. I am controlling. And they will make you flect it back onto yourself, which is truly like the ultimate gaslighting. Um, And when you're feeling frustrated in your relationship or stuck or just like you can't find your twin flame, they will tell you you're not healed enough yet. You got to, you know, take one more program, keep doing the work. You're not doing it good enough. And it puts blame on the individual. And this is what happened with me, too, in this stupid 5D thing. It was like you're in your head, you're in your head, you're not meditating, you know, good enough you're not getting out of your head enough you're you're still so in the 3d you're still so in your head you're not there yet you're not there yet um and blaming me for like why am i not getting my results or why am i not moving on to this other program you said was coming next or whatever it is they just continually blame you um and when you receive that enough when you hear that all the time and this person is now like your main point of contact is you've been told not to read other books not to listen to other people not to talk to other people you start believing it you start believing it so it's really really harmful um and then the other part of that is like yeah the programs are never ending the endings nowhere in sight um and they never deliver the results that's a very frustrating frustrating and unfortunately common thing with these culty coach um self-help spaces and this one's huge when you start to doubt things they pull you back in by love bombing you so what love bombing is when you like shower someone with love and affection to manipulate them and win them back over right um so they make you feel super special um we see this with the twin flames um, universe where they're like oh you're 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 so special you're gonna actually be on our team you're gonna be you're gonna grow to the top with us we're gonna create this multiple million dollar empire um, like you have what it takes nobody else does they'll start pitting you against the rest of the group making you feel superior the way that they feel superior um and just shower you with compliments and love and pretend they care so much about you personally reach out to you personally call you go above and beyond what the you know what the scope is of what you're paying them for so then you feel like well I'm special um and I'm not just getting treated like everyone else I'm getting special treatment 
And because I'm getting special treatment and they're taking time out of their day to personally call me or message me or sit down with me, maybe they do really care about me, right? And maybe I am just in my head or maybe this is just me. So that's how they um, keep people pulled in, right? Is that love bombing and it's very manipulative and it can be really obvious and extreme or it can be more subtle. Another very common thing is that um, you're encouraged to cut off other sources of income so you then become dependent on them, the leader, right? So this, again, it may sound really, really obvious, like, yeah, duh, why would I, why would I cut off all sources of my income and um, just trust this leader? But it happens so often, and this happened in the group that I was in, too. We were all told, like, you need to be willing to completely surrender and completely let go and trust that abundance is coming in in a much more aligned way, a much more um, divinely orchestrated way. And you need to stop being so in your head and stuck on the 3D stuff about paying your bills and trust radically. Go homeless if you have to. Like, that's how strong your faith has to be. And of course, it leads to people not being able to pay their bills, freaking out, and now being even more vulnerable and dependent on the person who's facilitating, who of course says, okay, well, here's the solution. I got a download. You're going to work for me and you're going to be one of my top coaches and we're going to grow this thing together and we're going to make lots of money. So run the other way. If someone tells you to let go of your income sources um, or do anything radical or acting like they know better, like in general, a coach is not supposed to tell you what to do with your life, right? That's not the point of coaching. Coaching asks you questions. Coaching points you back to yourself, to your inner wisdom, to your intuition, to your best next steps according to you, not to the coach, not according to their lived experience, not according to their um, prescription of what they want you to do with your life, what they think is best for you, no one besides you knows what's best for your life. Um, so in general, like, again, this can be in small ways or it can be more extreme, but this is not true coaching if someone is um, telling you what to do with your life. And that's not what coaches are supposed to do. Okay, another thing in extreme cases um they will encourage you to change your diet, right? So this is a classic brainwashing technique I learned about in the NLP training, which is kind of like dangerous now that I'm thinking about it because I know I've heard other people say NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. It's working with the subconscious mind. Hopefully nobody with ill intention is listening to this and getting any ideas. I've heard people say that NLP can be used very, very dangerously, very manipulatively. It's like working with memories and the subconscious and um, the programming. I also know a lot of people who use NLP who help a lot of people. Um, And I still use one of the techniques, which is EFT or tapping. I still use um, those techniques sometimes with myself and my clients. So there are really good things about it. And one thing that my NLP teacher shared was like, yeah, there's stuff you can do with the mind, with the subconscious mind that is literally how to brainwash someone. And um, he said, these are things that people like even Tony Robbins do. 
and it's to manipulate and get what they want. So it's really fascinating, really kind of scary. And changing your diet is one of those things, right? You change someone's environment, you cut off all their friends and family, cut them off from the outside world, which we do see happening at Tony Robbins events. Um, yeah, we do see that happening. Um, like that is a fact, right? You go there, you might go there with a friend, but then I heard that you're like encouraged to sit beside people you don't know and go in groups with people you don't know, which makes sense. Um, but you're also encouraged to like not be on your phone, um, change change the person's physiology. So like you're encouraged apparently i don't know i've never been to a tony robbins immersive event i've been to a one day um i don't know what you want to call it a one day thing presentation from tony and friends uh and it was weird (laughs) i didn't love it but the immersive events apparently people are encouraged to like just drink this green smoothie drink the whole time because you gotta if you want to reset your life and change things you got to change your diet you got to change this and changing people's diet is actually a brainwashing technique because um, you're changing their physiology and you're changing their environment. Um, and then they're more susceptible to, to brainwashing and programming. So with the twin flames thing, we also saw them suddenly. Not only are they selling the twin flames stuff, they're doing life coaching, they're doing money coaching, they're doing a twin flames diet and they now start to require everyone to purchase this plan which doesn't even include food it's just like recipes for a really high carb really unhealthy diet filling people with gluten and sugar basically um, which leads to you see the people in the documentary sharing like I got I gained a ton of weight and I got really depressed right and we see this with um, abusive relationships too where they get the person like feed them all this unhealthy food get them really overweight get them really depressed and then they're easier to control so that's a huge red flag if someone is trying to tell you to change your diet or tell you what to eat and they are not someone that you've hired to help with your diet like uh, I don't know a registered nutritionist (laughs) or a naturopath like do not listen to that Um, and that's yeah again that's more extreme cases but it does happen um the leader of the cult will often contradict themselves. So they might say things, tell you one thing one day, and then the next day you're like, what? But yesterday you said, and then they they shut you down. Which leads me to my final, what probably isn't the final, but the final that I made a note of, um, red flag, is that when you challenge them or question them, they will publicly embarrass you in front of the group or ostracize you, creating an extremely unsafe where you don't feel safe to challenge them or speak up um, or question things, right? And this started, this is when I really kind of had my last straw with the group I was in. Um, When I would ask about things that were told they would be delivered and weren't delivered, um, I was like, the mentor attempted to start embarrassing me in front of the group and like, dehumanizing me diminishing me um and I was like this is super culty (laughs) and that's when I really got super mad and and knew that I was going to get out and started planning my exit which it sounds so dramatic but it was an exit um and it's so embarrassing but I'm so happy that I got away from that space that I got out and I'm 
genuinely concerned for the people that are still there because I don't if it started getting that extreme with the like embarrassing people for questioning the leader um, telling me that they got downloads for me telling us to cut off our income sources telling us to cut off our friends like how much more extreme is it now because what I've seen with all the documentaries is that the leaders get more and more and more controlling and the group gets more and more and more vulnerable because they're the further in you are the deeper you're there and then you've cut off your family you've cut off your income you've cut off everything you have nothing so they make it so it's so unsafe for you to leave right but taking this last point back into the more common spaces of coaching like masterminds and group programs we do see this sometimes too i had a friend message me that she i'm not going to share names of course but she let she ended up leaving and having a falling out with one of our last mentors not this not this cult culty spiritual lady a different mentor business mentor um they had a falling out because she my friend was questioning some of the tactics of my mentor's mentor who was like a really well-known person in the industry and not gonna say any names um but she was kind of like yeah you know like i don't agree with a lot of her tactics and her ways and there is kind of some red flag behavior and then apparently the mentor ostrac like embarrassed her like tried to shame her and shun her in front of the group um and made it like completely unsafe like how dare this person my friend question my mentor's mentor and like she made it a completely unsafe space and um this person ended up having to leave the group and they were like friends with that mentor and now they don't have a relationship. So it just goes to show you that this cult-like behavior um, is not always in these super obvious, super extreme forums, but a lot of it does make its way into a lot of coaching spaces and that can be very dangerous. So all of this, I think comes back, like every time I watch these documentaries, Every time I hear another person's story about a mentor doing something manipulative and controlling like this, I just can't help but tie it back to colonialism and how this need for one individual to rise and power and control and personal gain and personal profit at the expense of others, that is so such a model of colonial settler colonialism, right? Just taking what's mine not caring who i step on to get there taking what i believe is rightfully mine um don't care if it harms people in the process don't care if it's inequitable don't care the consequences of others just take 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 Um, power 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 hierarchy 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 like how can we not compare that to settler colonialism so i truly believe that the answer is decolonizing this entire industry And I could rant about how the industry is not regulated and is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think there's pros and cons. That's kind of the thing is like we're not, coaching's not regulated, right? Anyone can be a coach. No one can say, hey, you're, you know, you're going to lose your license as a coach because this is malpractice. So that makes it very dangerous. We makes it so that we have to really, really use our discernment as as clients. But it's also like... (laughs) There is harm that happens in regulated spaces too, like psychotherapy and clinical counseling. There is a lot of harm that happens there too. And 
when you regulate something, you kind of are at the mercy of whatever the colonial powers that be decide is legitimate. Decide which practices and tools are right according to white male standards of what's good and what's right and what's true, right? Where a lot of, a lot of times it negates um, completely the effectiveness of spiritual practices or indigenous, like sacred, sacred ancient spiritual healing practices that have been around um, for centuries and centuries are usually the first ones to be um, completely written off by colonial quote unquote regulations, right? So it's good that we aren't regulated because we get the freedom to, um, the freedom to create, you know, the types of spaces that we truly want to create, but it also opens us up to creating a lot more harm and experiencing a lot more harm, which is why my mission is always to help coaches minimize harm and maximize transformation. So that's that. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say on that for now. This was us talking about the signs of cult behavior in coaches and in leaders, and I hope it was insightful, fascinating, maybe a little bit terrifying. I'm sorry if I scared you. I also want to say coaching has completely changed my life. Um, I am in both coaching and in therapy, and for me personally, coaching has just, coaching and like healing and spiritual work has completely um like leaped, I don't know what the right word is, but I've grown leaps and bounds by doing this work. Um, And I'm so thankful for this work and for this industry, which is why I'm devoted to making it as good as it can be and as healthy as it can be. Um, And therapy is great too, but I've, I've grown a lot faster with my, with my coaches, to be honest, and my spiritual mentors and elders. Um, than I have with talk therapy and just staying only in the mind, right? So I think there's benefits to both. Um, I think there's a need for more holistic care all around um, and for all of that care to be decolonized and centered in equity, in anti-oppression, and in justice. Okay, mic drop. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening today. It means so much to me. If you got any value out of today's episode and you would like to thank me, the best way that you can thank a podcaster is to share, is to subscribe and leave a review. This helps us reach more people as this podcast in this community is still growing. Speaking of community, I would love to have you in my completely free community, Let's Decolonize Coaching on Facebook. Come and join us over there. And also make sure to keep in touch on Instagram at Emily Ann Brandt. Thank you again so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode.